You're listening to the Make Chic Happen podcast with your hosts, Melanie Mitro and Katie Ursta, where we navigate the messy middle of building a business and all the work that goes into designing a life you love. Melanie Mitro built a seven-figure network marketing empire while working at the kitchen table, raising her boys and trying not to lose her mind. Melanie loves chatting all things marketing, time management, and leadership development. Katie created the foundation of her seven-figure business while teaching full-time, battling cancer, raising her boys and avoiding all things laundry. Katie's got you covered with social media storytelling and impact-driven income. We're building a business right alongside you, giving you the inside scoop to the reality of entrepreneurship, the good, the bad, and the really, really messy middle. We're not letting you build your business alone. Pull up a chair, grab your coffee, and let's make chic happen. Now, here's your hosts, Melanie and Katie. All right. So I really think Tanya Dalton says it best when she says it does no good to bring home the bacon and fry it up in a pan if the kitchen is burning down around you. You guys, Melanie and I have the great honor of interviewing Tanya Dalton. And if you haven't yet gotten your hands on a copy of her new book, The Joy of Missing Out, it is time to get yourself to Target, load up that Amazon cart, and you've got to check it out. So Tanya Dalton, amazing interview today. She is a productivity expert. She's a writer. She's a speaker, the founder of a seven-figure business, Inkwell Press Productivity company that is really focused on just productivity calls and and training. So Tanya's messages about business management, productivity, and the pursuit of passion have impacted thousands and inspired her to launch her podcast, Productivity Paradox, which has surpassed more than a million downloads. And her podcast regularly ranks in the top 50 of all business management podcasts on Apple. And From listening to her today, you guys, I can see exactly why she is just climbing to the top. Her tips and her strategies and the way she thinks about business are just mind-blowing. And she helps women in a way that has never been done before. So she's also been featured on Real Simple, Entrepreneur Inc., Apartment Therapy, Lauren Conrad, and HGTV. And in 2019, she received the Enterprising Woman of the Year Award and was named North Carolina's Female entrepreneur to watch by the ladder. So you guys are in for a real treat. Hey, everybody. All right. We are here on the Make Chic Happen podcast. We have a very special guest today. So Tanya Dalton, her book just released and it's called The Joy of Missing Out. We've had the opportunity to get an advanced copy and read the book. And we are just like, I feel like the whole way through the book, we were like fist bumping, like, yes, this is what women want. Yes, this is what we need. Yes, every business owner that we know and interact with And even personally, these are all the things that we go through and it's just, it just is such a struggle. And I do think women sometimes feel like they're on an island by themselves. I'm excited that we get to pick your brain and you get to pour into us today. So Tanya, we're excited that you're here. I am thrilled to be here. I cannot wait to dive into the JOMO and talk about it. Yeah. So, okay. So tell us a little bit about you, kind of your backstory and what inspired you to write this book. Yeah. So I like to say that I'm a wife, a mother, a CEO, a podcaster, 
and a recovering perfectionist. So, <laughs> yep, I've been there. And I, and I deal with that on a regular basis, you know, dealing with the, the things that, that pull us in the wrong direction, things like perfectionism and feeling overwhelmed and stretched too thin. And so I really wanted to create a book for women that I really felt would address this need to, to let go of busy. So I, you know, just give you a little background of who I am. I have two kids, Jack and Kate, who are amazing. And I have my husband, John, who literally works across the desk for me. We sit across the desk from one another and he is my CMO. I'm the CEO and he is my CMO. I like to say we're together 26 hours a day (laughs) because we are always together, but it works for us and we love it. I started my first business in 2008 and I started it with $50. And I started it because my husband was doing international marketing for a Fortune 500 company. And he would literally leave our home. We were living in Dallas, Texas at the time. We would leave our home and we would, he would literally fly all the way around the globe. He would circle the entire continent, every continent. And he'd be gone for three or four weeks at a time. So I thought, I need to have something else I'm doing or else I am going to go crazy. So I started this little business with $50. And I was selling to friends, maybe friends of friends. And I had this conversation with him when he was on the other side of the planet. And he said, I feel like I'm missing everything. I'm missing the milestones. I'm missing the moments with the kids. Our kids were really little at the time. And I was like, no, 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 you're really not. And he's like, yes, I really am. So I hung with the phone with him and I stood in my kitchen and I said to myself, all right, I'm going to grow this business to the point where I can have him come work alongside of me. Now, here I am with $50 business. And no business experience and never even taken a business course. My husband has an MBA and is working for an international marketing company. I sat down and I created some operations and some plans for myself because I knew I was still a still a stay-at-home mom. I still had two kids to take care of who I was fully in the trenches with. And I had a husband who traveled for three or four weeks at a time. But within a year, I was able to make that goal a reality. So he was able to come and start working alongside of me. And I loved it. I love that we were able to work together. I love that we were able to grow the business. And it it allowed us to move to Asheville, North Carolina, which is where we wanted to live. We can live anywhere because we work together. Why not do that now? So we moved to Asheville. And then I looked at my husband in the fall of 2013. And I said, I'm not happy. And he says, what do you mean? And I said, oh, I love you. I love working with you, but I'm not happy with what we're creating. What we're doing is we're checking the boxes. We're running a successful business and it's checking all the boxes. It pays the mortgage. It pays the bills. It feeds my kids the three meals a day that they do require. However, it's not filling my soul. It's not really making me feel like I'm making the difference or the impact I really want to make. I used to be a teacher and anyone who goes into teaching knows you do it because you want to change people's lives. You do it because you want to make a difference. I wasn't doing that with that business. So he said, okay, tell me what you want to do. And I was like, I have no idea. I have no idea what I want to do. And that was a scary moment because what if there is nothing else out there is your first thought, right? What if this is just how life is? And so he said, okay, I think you need to give yourself some time and space and let's dive into this. So I did. I spent some time really diving into who I am and I created what I now call my North Star, which is my vision, my mission, my vision, and my core values. And those all work together to help me figure out what I want to do, how I want to filter my decisions, what choices I want to make. And so through this process, I discovered that I am really passionate about helping women. I was doing a lot of small business consulting, helping other women grow their businesses. I am addicted to the light bulb moments in women's eyes. When I see their eyes light up, I'm like, ooh, that's for me. So I love that. 
I love, um, I love productivity because that's what allowed me to grow my business the way that I did. And I love teaching. Once a teacher, always a teacher. So I have these three things that are totally unrelated. And I had to create a thread to connect them, which was Inkwell Press, a company that creates productivity tools and training for women to help them live their very best lives. So we started off with having planners, got that to a place where I felt like it was really good, grew the business to seven figures in 18 months with just me, my husband, and one other employee. So everything I talk about, everything that we discuss when it comes to these systems that we talk about in the book and elsewhere, I live them. I really do. I think it's so important that um, if you're going to go out and teach people how to do things, you need to be living that in your own life. And so uh, I grew the business to the seven figures, and then I was able to launch my podcast and really expand and grow into that mission that I had. And so I have the podcast, which is now at, I think, about a million and a half downloads of the podcast. And then I was able to launch courses. And then I was able to write a book, which, as you just mentioned, The Joy of Missing Out, it just came out, actually, this past week, which is amazing and surreal. So that's a little bit about me, maybe more than you ever wanted to know. But it's kind of an interesting journey because having had a business, starting a business with nothing, growing the business, closing the business, which, you know, you guys know when you are running something for your business, it's like another child. Sometimes it's the brattiest child of all. It screams the loudest. It demands the most, right? And we give and we give and we give. So making that decision to close a business and say, that's not the right path for me because of my North Star and really turning and shifting and growing into this business that really is fulfilling to me, that really does check those boxes of filling my soul. It's my purpose, my passion. It's everything to me. And I love it. And I love that now I'm spreading that message of the joy of missing out with women to really, to really help them make their ideal day their every day. It's so good. Yes. And really just such an important message too, especially when you talk a lot about this word balance. And I think that's just such a falsehood that a lot of women are striving for, especially on social media, because let's be yes. honest, when you see someone like absolutely slaying on social media and you're like, they have it all figured out. They're living yes. their best life. They are killing it in every department of their area. That's really just a myth. And yet just yesterday I was talking about how I was talking with Melanie about how we can be like winning, but we're really just winning ish because usually if you're killing it in one area of life, you're really like, not, there's like a lot of shiz in the other areas of life. Like, because I mean, let's be honest, Tanya, you're sitting in a closet right now doing this Mm -hmm. podcast, you know, and people would never think that because a lot of times we want to assume that successful people have it all figured out, that their lives are perfectly balanced, that it's rainbows and butterflies. So let's just really like debunk that myth. So talk to us a little bit about what the truth about balance really is and, and your perspective on that word balance. Cause I know this is a big part of, of your joy of missing out too. Yes, it definitely is. And I love that you said that about my closet, because I do think <laughs> we do look at our Instagram feed. We look at our Pinterest feed and we think, Oh, I can't start this until I have that. I can't do this till I have the fancy microphone. I can't do it till I have the beautiful office that's set up for me to do my podcasting in. I have literally recorded every single episode in my closet. And as I mentioned, we're at over a million and a half downloads. You don't have to wait until you have this Pinterest worthy life. You don't, nobody has that in real life. You just can't see outside of the frame where everyone, everything else is shoved to the side because here's the truth. We don't 
want balance. We don't really desire that. If everything is perfectly balanced, if all things in our lives are even and equal. So I like to talk about the three areas of personal, home, and work. Those three areas of our life, if they're all perfectly even, there's no movement. There's no way to really shift and grow. In order to grow anything in any area of our life, we need to lean into it. We need to give it more of our time, more of our energy, more of our focus. That's what's going to allow it to flourish and grow. Now, if we're leaning into one area, that means we can't lean into the other areas, right? It's like riding a bike. And we talk about this example in the book. If you're riding a bike, sure, you can go forward, right? Forward. But if you want to turn left or you want to turn right, you have to lean to the side. Now, if you stay leaned for too long, you're going to fall over. You have to counterbalance. You have to shift back. And if you want to go the other direction, you have to lean the opposite way. And it's the same thing in life. We lean into a priority and then we counterbalance. And then we lean into another priority and then we counterbalance. It's good to focus some of our time, our energy, and and our lives into certain areas at different times. If we're trying to do everything exactly the same, we're not growing in any area. And quite frankly, we're stretching ourselves so thin, we're not enjoying our lives. We're in this pursuit of balance. We are wearing ourselves out. And this is truly one of the reasons why I think that women feel like we are supposed to be busy. If we are not busy, we are somehow failing. And it's not about filling your day full. It's not about managing your time. Life is really about savoring the moments. So how do we make it so we can grow a business? How do we make it so that we can grow into a goal? How do we make it so that we can live the life we really want and still have everything else running? That's really what the big question is. And so that's what we tackle. That's what we talk about in The Joy of Missing Out. When we walk through those four steps, how do we make this happen? How do we let go of balance? How do we let go of this whole burden of busy? Because it is a burden. It is a heavy burden that we bear. How do we choose the direction we want to go in? Because that's really where we're going to find happiness. Okay, so give us like one tip on that that's in the book about just the balance piece of it. Like one thing that that women listening can kind of implement right now. So one of the things I like to do is I really like to look at my year in terms of quarters. So each quarter or each three-month chunk, I like to sit down and figure out which area of my life, which area am I leaning into for the next three months. And I call these my quarterly crusades. So every three months I shift and I lean in. So maybe, you know, right now for me, work is really what I'm leaning into because I'm talking about the book. I'm going and I'm doing interviews and I'm promoting the book and all kinds of things are happening with the book. So I'm, I'm not leaning as heavily in my family compartment. Mm -hmm. My family knows that and we prepared for that. So I leaned heavier into it before the book launch. So I gave them a lot of really intentional focused time knowing and telling them, okay, things are about to get nuts. So when we get to the book launch, now I'm leaning into a different area. And then at the end of this year, I'm going to counterbalance and I'm going to lean back into personal or I'm going to lean into my, into my home life or I'm going to lean into a different area. I don't want to stay leaned into one priority or one area of my life for too long because that's when we start toppling over. That's one of the things I really love to do is figure out where I want to focus every three months. Mm-hmm. I love that. So I, so this is something I hear women do a lot. So they lean into their family, they take the vacation, right? But now it's time to get back into work, mm-hmm. but they have this guilt. There's this guilt of, I'm still like, even though I just gave my family that time, there's yes. like this horrible guilt about leaning into work. 
I think a lot of that happens because when we're, when we're leaning in, let's say on our family time, we're not fully leaning. We're still letting work dominate maybe the front of our minds. And, and, and so I was having this conversation the other day with this woman and she was saying to me, you know, I like my husband and I take turns putting my kid to bed. And she said, you know, the other night it was his turn to put my daughter to bed. And she said, I want mommy to do it. And she said, I was in the middle of a project. I was really excited. I was working on it and I wasn't sure what to do. And so we talked about this idea, like saying no to your kids, like saying, no, you know, this is daddy's night. And so we talked about the fact that she could say, you know what? I would love to, I'm working on this right now. What if tomorrow night during my night, we make it a bedtime date? What if I make sure I put my computer in the other room, I give you 15 extra minutes. And instead of reading one story, I give you two. It's not about managing our time. It really is savoring the moments. It really is living in the moments with our kids, with our families, with our priorities. That's really what we want to have. So instead of, you know, protecting the kids into bed and the entire time feeling guilty because you're thinking about the work project and not really being present with her daughter, instead, let's choose to say, okay, I'd rather give you more intentional focus time and I'm going to lean into that tomorrow night or choose to do it that night. It's up to you. But really that's that intentionality that we talk about because when I talk about productivity, it's, it's not about doing more. It's doing what's most important. And if something is what's most important to you, give it your full attention, mm-hmm. whether that's your family or working on growing your business or your goal, whatever it is, give it your full self. It, it's quality over quantity every single time. Yeah. So that's what I would say. You probably, you feel guilty because while you were doing stuff with your family, you were still thinking about work things and maybe sneaking in some emails and doing those kinds of things versus yeah. if you very intentionally gave your time to, to your family and then shifted back. Mm-hmm. And there's lots of little ways that you can, you can really shift back into work mode. You know, there's that, there, there's that transition and we need to give ourselves grace. Yeah. We need to give ourselves a lot of grace. We are very quick to extend grace to everybody else except ourselves. Yep. Sure. Allow that grace of that transition to happen. Know that it's not going to be, you know, overnight that you're focused in one area and then focused on the next. Have a little bit of, have a little bit of space where you're, where you're moving over between one priority to the next. And that's okay. I love that. I know. I I just, I think that's just so key. You can have it all, but you can't have it all at the same time. So just focusing on like just the small, seemingly insignificant moments that you're in and enjoy those. Such a good good perspective. And just, gosh, one, I think that just so needs to be heard. So I think we need to interrupt the podcast for a minute. Can we do that? We can, it's our podcast. Like, of course we can do that. Okay. So we'll keep it really, really quick, but I don't know if you guys know this. We actually love our podcast, but we also love our community as well. We have this really cool little community that we have with other entrepreneurs who are working on business goals. And Melanie and I have the great honor of giving them advice, tips, strategies, and having a little bit of fun with it too. We do. And it's so fun to see our community members just take their business ideas and run with it. And we're going to share just 
a few testimonials, right? From totally. all of our, so Heather, we've got to give a shout out to Heather Johnson. She commented in our community uh, about how she really loves the content and, and Katie and I, right. But she says, I've really been more aware at focusing on weekly goals, looking at being more intentional about posting with a purpose versus just winging it. That social media weekly planner has been key for me as well. And it's testimonials like that, that just make me like, Oh my gosh, I can't wait to get back in there and go live and share more content and just create this awesome community. Yes. And I absolutely love how Laura told us she loved the Instagram training that we've been doing, but she also said we get to see firsthand how real Katie and Melanie are. And this has given me the confidence to know I can do this too, because let's be honest, when you're doing business with your bestie, you have to have a little bit of fun with it. And we were having fun even before we made this commercial. We were like, listen, professional pants. We got to put them on one leg at a time. But here's the deal, guys. If you are just looking for community, collaboration, partnerships, if you're looking for just ideas, strategies, or you just need to feel more accountable for the goals that you are setting for yourself, you have got to check out our community because that's really where the good stuff happens. It sure is. And you can get all of the details about the Chic community by going to chicinfluencer.com backslash community. There is a monthly membership and an annual membership. And because you listen to our podcast, we are giving you a special little discount. Yes. If you use the Make Chic Happen coupon code in your checkout, you will get 10% off. Yeah, make sure it's all caps though, because I think they're pretty picky about that. Are they? Yeah. Yeah. Totally make chic happen. Happen. Caps. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. We look forward to inviting you and seeing you in our community. I know it's from the book and I I know I'm so excited for everybody to go out and check it out. But I also want to talk about like just a few other specifics, if that's okay. I remember you talking in chapter six. uh, One of the things you talk about is you talk about the dark side of the to-do list. And (laughs) we're going to preach a truth about ourselves. Sometimes we will (laughs) write things down on our to-do list Mm -hmm. that we've already done simply for that satisfaction of checking it off and feeling like, look at what I've achieved. But What I want to talk about is, you know, do you have this sort of tip or strategy for people who are listening, who haven't checked out the book yet for shifting from, okay, these are the things I need to get done versus, all right, what are the priorities? Uh, Just that mindset shift between to do and priority. Yes. Yes. Because there is a dark side to that to-do list. And when I tell people, you got to toss the to-do list. I feel like there's like an audible, like, <gasps> what? Like, that's crazy talk. So let me first say, oh, you girls are not alone in writing things down just to check them off. You know why? Because our brain gets this little dopamine hit, this little chemical in our brain releases when we check something off our list and it feels Oh, so good. It feels so good. And so then our brain is like, ooh, I would like some more of that, please. And this is why when we have this long jumbled to-do list, we're going for the easy wins because our brain is a dopamine junkie. It's like, ooh, give me more dopamine. Give me more dopamine. So instead of spending the time on the tasks that are really going to drive you forward, the things that are going to be an investment in yourself that will really drive you forward in the future to where you want to go, those things take time right? Those things take a lot of focus and a lot of energy and they take more time. So our brain naturally goes, hey, let's go for the easy wins instead. And that's really one of the big reasons why to-do lists don't work. They don't work because they end up overwhelming you. 
I like to say that overwhelm isn't having too much to do. It's not knowing where to start. And when you have a long to-do list, and let's just, let's just go ahead right now and acknowledge that most people's to-do list is about three miles long. It's way too long, which is why we end our days feeling like we haven't done enough because there's still three million things on that stupid to-do list <laughs> calling out to us, right? So the list is too long. It's too jumbled. It's easy to add to. And there's not a lot of thought put into it. So I really tell people, instead of making a to-do list, make a priority list. And basically, a priority list takes exactly the same amount of time as a to-do list, but it's a to-do list with intention. It's really sitting down and prioritizing, okay, what does today feel like? Okay, I feel like today feels hard. I don't think I'm going to be able to get a lot done. I'm going to put fewer things on that priority list. Or, ooh, today feels solid. I'm going to get a lot done. I could put a little bit more. So we're going to make our days achievable. That's, that's one of the th- things. The second thing is we want to make sure that we're ranking our items we want to accomplish in the day in order of priority. So starting at the top, we have a category that I call escalate. So these are the things we want to do first. These are things that are important and they're urgent. So things that are important are tied to our goals. They are linked to that North Star that I mentioned earlier, our vision, our mission, our our core values. They are things that have to be done by you. They're things that are advantageous in our lives. So they're important, but they're also urgent. And here's here's the trick. People confuse urgent and important all the time. Important is what I just talked about. Those are the things driving you to your goals. Those are the things getting you closer to that ideal life. It's the things that are really tied to your North Star. Urgent has only to do with time. It only means that there's a looming deadline. And so often we allow the urgent things to be done first when really first we want to focus on the important that also happen to be urgent. So we start at the top there with escalate. And the next area is called cultivate. This is the area where we really see big, huge strides in our personal and our professional growth. These are the areas where we are going to see an investment in ourselves because they're really important items, but they're not urgent. So they don't have this looming, screaming deadline. So often they get pushed aside. These are things like creating a marketing budget. Um, There are things like investments in yourself. It's things like meal planning for the next month. So that that way you're not stressed out at dinner every night. Things like that. And then at the very bottom, we have the accommodate section. And this is for items that are urgent, but they're not really important. This is 90% of what's in your email inbox right at this very moment. This is, you know, going to Target to return the t-shirt that feels like it's, it's urgent because it has to happen, but it's not really important. It's not tied to your goals. It's not tied to your North Star. It's not going to make you a better person. So with this priority list, we start at the top with that area of escalate and we work our way down, work on escalate tasks. Then we work on cultivating tasks. Then we work on accommodating tasks. And we walk all through this in the book. It's really step-by-step how all of this works. Because as I said, overwhelm isn't having too much to do. It's not knowing where to start. Start at the top and work your way down. And that's when we stop feeling overwhelmed. That's when we stop, you know, turning ourselves in circles, wondering what should I work on next? Wearing ourselves out, stressing ourselves out. Let's instead choose how we want to spend our day. Let's have a day that feels focused on what is most important to us. Hmm. Gosh, choose how you want to spend your day. That should be on a sticky note in front of you every morning as you sit down to do your start your day. How do I choose that that I want this day to go today? Well, yeah, we should have that on our coffee mugs. Instead, the coffee mugs say, 
I am very busy. <laughs> Don't they? I mean, yeah. we see them. I've seen posters. I've seen t-shirts. I've seen notebooks because there's this glorification of busy. Oh, we totally. think we are supposed to be busy. And in fact, we want to brag about being busy. How mm-hmm. are you? Oh, I'm very busy. Right? We say that all the time. Busy doesn't mean happy. Busy mm-hmm. doesn't mean joyful. Busy doesn't mean anything except you're doing too much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And I think let's, if you told people, I think if you were like, you know, not like, I'm so busy. If it was like, I'm really just genuinely happy. People would be like, well, what do you mean? Like, what do you mean? You're like, you would be shocked. Like if people said, you just expect people to say they're busy. So gosh, you're so good. good. (laughs) It's true though. Saying that you're busy, basically, you know, it elevates you first of all. Like, Oh, look at me. I'm busy. I'm obviously important. We equate importance with being busy, but also it's not really a conversation starter. Because then people feel like, oh, she's too busy. She doesn't have time for me. Versus, as you said, oh, I'm happy. Hold on. Tell me more about what is this happiness thing you're talking about, right? Yeah. That's a conversation. And that's what we're missing in today's world. I really feel that's what brings us together as, as women. That's what brings us together when we stop having these facades of perfectionism, when we stop pretending like everything is sunshine and lollipops, because it's not. When we truly show our truest selves to one another, yeah. we're able to encourage, we're able to support, we're able to lift one another up. And that is when, as a collective group, women can do amazing, incredible things. And I truly believe that with all of my heart because I see it in my own life with mm-hmm. the people who've lifted me and I see it in the people I have lifted. We need to stop you know, glorifying busy and pretending like everything is A-OK all the time. Instead, let's be real. Let's be honest. Let's truly share with each other what our days are like. Mm-hmm. It's so true. It is so true. I just, this is, pro- that is probably the hardest thing for me personally to do is I think it for, for a very long time, it's always been hustle, 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 more to do, more to do. There's always another goal. There's always, you know, and, and there's that burnout factor that yes. happens. And I'm so aware of the trend. It usually happens about November, about Thanksgiving time. I start that downward spiral. Mm-hmm. So I feel like I'm very much a work in progress. Katie probably would agree. Oh. We are all works in progress. Let's be honest. We all are. Yes. And I love my job. So I can easily find myself wanting to work 24 seven. It's actually harder for me to relax than it is to work. Yep. I, I totally understand that. I am so passionate about what I do. I love it. I get up. I'm excited about it. I think I say this in the book that it's hard to sleep in when your heart is on fire with your message. I want to get up. I want to get up early. I want to write. I want to, I want to do things that help women grow their lives in ways that are meaningful. Mm-hmm. And so I love what I do too. So it is sometimes hard to say, okay, I'm going to stop working for a little bit because I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I want to ask you one more question that I have. And this one is something that personally I struggled on this front, but got, got a handle on it. Now I try to encourage people that I get to work with to do it and it doesn't work very well. So it's this concept of delegating and automation, right? Mm -hmm. And so women, I mean, specifically, even myself, I'm a, oh, it's not that hard. I'll just do it. Or I don't want to take the time Mm -hmm. to explain it. I don't really have a lot of time anyway. So I don't want to take the time to sit down and, and teach somebody else how to do it. But as I have made that shift, it was like, oh, wow, I can actually do the things that I love 
So I think for our listeners, how do we get them to start understanding the importance of delegation? What would be some beginner tips of automation and delegation? Why is it beneficial? I think you just spoke to it right there <laughs> because now you're no longer doing all that minutia. Instead, you're really focusing in on what matters most. And that's really when you're going to make those big strides. So that's the first thing is realize that, yes, at first, delegation takes more time. Is it easier to do things yourself? Yes. Something that takes 10 minutes, oh, I'll just do it myself. I'll do it myself. Well, okay, do it yourself for 10 minutes. Do it yourself 10 minutes, 10 minutes, 10 minutes, 10 minutes, 10 minutes versus, okay, I'm going to invest in somebody else and I'm going to get them to take this on. It's going to take me 15 minutes instead of 10. It's going to take me 15 minutes. It's going to take me 10 minutes. It's going to take me zero minutes. Which one is better, right? Which one is better? Yes, there is more work that has to happen on the front end, but the long-term benefit, this is that idea of cultivating, isn't it? That we're investing for the fruits that come later. And I think if we change the way that we look at delegation and we choose to look at delegation as development, that makes a huge difference. So when you're delegating to other people on your team, and when I talk about teams, I talk about this in the book, I talk about teams, we have teams at work, but we also have teams at home. And I'm a really big advocate of the team mentality at home. I raise my kids and we run our family like a team. I think it's really important because every member of the team plays an important part. They're really integral in lifting each other up, supporting each other and encouraging each other. And so when I spend time investing in my kids, giving them the tools so that they can do things on their own, it does take more time. However, the more they learn, the more productive they become. Children are not naturally productive. We have to teach them how to do that. The more productive they are, the more independent they become. And you know what else happens? The more they feel like they are a part of the team because they're actively contributing. We often think as the mom that we have to be the cruise director, that we have to do all the heavy lifting. And here's the truth. When you have a friend who needs lifting and you help them out, how does that make you feel? It makes you feel amazing, right? You love helping other people. Isn't allowing other people to lift you, isn't that a gift that you can give to others? Mm -hmm. And I'm going to be honest here. Your kids love to give that gift to you. They do. It makes them feel like a grown-up. It makes them feel important. So bringing them into the process, allowing them to have a voice in how things happen, that is really when we move from just being individuals to being a team. And I think that's really, really important. And that's what allows us to work together. So you're right. It does take time on the front end, but it's always a good investment. Investing in other people to allow them to grow then allows them to flourish and allows them to, to stretch themselves in ways that maybe you didn't even imagine. And sometimes they'll stretch even beyond you. And the beauty there is as they stretch and grow, they're lifting their hand out and lifting you up. And then you lift your hand out. And this is how we continue to grow and elevate together, right? By giving each other the opportunities for growth. So when you're delegating, I really think it's important to, first of all, let the person you're delegating to have a voice. Are you sitting down and having a delegation meeting? Or are you just saying, go do this? You know, I, I think a perfect example of this is, you know, we come home from the hospital with our babies. You know, the baby has a blowout and our husband's going to the other room and he, and he's changing the diaper and, and we come in and we go, oh, no, 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 no. You're doing this all wrong. You do just, just give me the baby. Give me the baby. Right. And you change the diaper. Your husband's like, okay. So then again, two days later, 
no, 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 no. You're doing that wrong. Just give me the baby. I'll change the diaper. And we do this again and again. And then we say to ourselves, oh, he hasn't changed a diaper in weeks. Well, yeah, he hasn't changed a diaper in weeks because you didn't allow him to develop. You didn't allow him to be independent. He was told again and again that he couldn't do it. So now he chooses not to do it. And we're frustrated. Yeah, maybe he doesn't do it quite the same way that you do. But maybe that's because you're being a bit of a perfectionist. Mm-hmm. And say it's not okay just to go after him after he leaves the room and fix the diaper, right? He'll get it figured out. There's going to be some, some things that happen. There's going to be some problems. But ultimately, the long-term goal is that you're working together. And so I really love to encourage people to delegate, to allow their teams to be a part of the system, because that's when we stop having to focus on doing everything and instead choose to focus in on what's most important. Just like you said, Melanie, exactly the same. So good. Awesome. Yes. I will say I've never had an issue with delegating diapers to my husband. Ever. <laughs> never been something, even if it was imperfect. It still was not a problem, but me too. I agree. Just do it. (laughs) Just do it. You're fine. Thank you. There are so many great nuggets in this entire conversation that we've had with you and man, the joy of missing out. You guys have to get your hands on this book, but we could spend so much more time just hearing from you and so much experience and so many great insights for us. But I know our our listeners are going to want to connect with you. So tell us how they can, they can hear from you. What, what can they do? Yes. So if you're interested in the book, you can go to joyofmissingout.com that has all the information about the retailers who sell it, but really you can get it anywhere books are sold. You can get it at Target, you can get Barnes and Noble. And actually speaking of Target, if you go to Target and you'll see it there in the new releases section, it's got a nice little area, but you'll also see me on the video wall of all the Targets across the United States, which has been the most amazing surreal thing I think that's happened in this whole process. Wow. Um, Goosebumps for you. That's isn't so that crazy? Exciting. I know. Yes. I know. It's It really is one of those things where I'm like, okay, we're all at Target all the time. I can't believe I'm going to be on the video wall. So yeah, stop by Target. Take a picture of yourself with the video wall with the book. do that. <laughs> yes, we are. Do it. Sure are. I mean, because to me, honestly, when with things like this, where we're, this is considered one of the first productivity books written for women by a woman. Every publishing house I went to was like, this has never been done. This is crazy because all productivity books have been written for men. And so to have this win is a win for all of us, you know, to have to break through this barrier where we're talking about true productivity for women. I think it's a win. So I want us all to celebrate this because I think it's it's so exciting. Uh, so anyways, so joyofmissingout.com is where you can find info on the book. And then to connect with me, you can find me at tanyadalton.com. So it's Tanya with an O and a Y. And you can find my podcast there, Productivity Paradox, where I have probably about 150 episodes at this point. Nice. And you can find my Tanya TV episodes where I show different things. Like you actually can see how I do team planning with my family that I do on Sunday nights. And I walk through a lot of those types of things. and then also has a link to the products that I sell because I do sell planners, uh, daily planners, weekly planners, monthly planners, and all of that through Inkwell Press. So uh, that's the best place to, to connect with me. And of course, on social media. Awesome. You speak my language. I love time management. I love all things. So organizing <laughs> time. So I'm like, okay, now I have to add this podcast to the must listen to right now because 
I love it so much. So thank you. You are just mm-hmm. the sweetest person to chat with. And we so are going to be you. just cheering you on as your book just moves up that bestsellers list. So we are, we are really pumped for you. So thank excited. you. I really am. I am excited because I truly believe this is, this is the start of a movement for us as women. It's a start of a movement to let go of busy, to step into that life that we truly do desire and the life we deserve. So uh, that, that's truly what the joy of missing out is. Gosh, so good. Yes. Well, thank you so much for your time here today, guys. Make sure that you share this with your fellow entrepreneurs and members of your team and people that you know. And if you go ahead and just tag us on your stories and tag Tanya, tag Chic Influencer, we will feature you guys. We always love to hear your biggest takeaways from the episode. So we'll see you guys back here next week. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to the Make Chic Happen podcast with your hosts, Melanie Mitro and Katie Ersta. If you loved our podcast, be sure to leave a comment or review and be sure to tune in next time.